for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Labor and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hope you had a good week. Hope you had good work. We're going to be with you for the next couple hours. Talking all about labor, the people who do the work. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You might like to gamble, you might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of
Beverly Crawford there with uh, her version of You Gotta Serve Somebody, much more uh, religious than we usually get on this show. And what is this show? This is Labor and Love. Every Saturday morning from 10 to 12, broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, corner of Florida, in the heart of the mission. And hope you had a good week. Hope you had good work. I hope uh, your workplace is a livable place. These are the Las Cafeteras. What time is it? It's movement time. Books got it all wrong, so I come to you with a song. In 1810, con el gran grito de pasión, se levantaron con razón. Black and brown fighting together on a day I'll always remember. In el 5 de mayo, con el grito de gallo, black, white, and brown bleeding together on a day I'll always remember. Really, it hasn't been that long, so just in case Cat Williams had you guessing, let me kick y'all down with a little history lesson. In the 19th century, while the U.S. promoted degradation, annihilation with its military and U.S. Navy, Mexico got rid of the caste system, voted for its first indigenous president, even getting rid of legalized slavery. The Underground Railroad also ran south, led black folks to freedom with Mexico right there to receive them. In 1910, it was Mexican men with Pancho Villa and Zapata fighting for tierra, libertad y techo with Adelitas on the front line with bullets across their pecho. In the year 1946, it was the Mendez family that fought against segregation in schools because before that, they treated us like fools. 
pushing us out into gangs, wars, and drugs. And then they get pissed off at us when we become crips and bloods, traviesos, zutsuras, pachucos, folkloristas, punks, bomberas, haraneras in the heat, haraneras with the bomb as beats. Talking about what's really going on in the streets. In the 60s, in the streets of Oakland, California, Black Panthers organized for answers. Young lords in New York fought against wars. The Stonewall Rebellion remained true for the rights of the LGBTQ. AIM, who was down for native rights with no shame in their game. Brown Berets in LA learning how to fight and doing what's right. In the campos of California, Filipinos were the first ones to lay down the boycott. Screaming in solidarity, Isang Baksak, one rise, one fall. You come for one, you come for all. And today, Arizona and Alabama, they don't play. Carving out racist laws like it's made out of clay. I stand with Emmett, Trayvon, Oscar, and Bell. With my mentor, Mumia, up in the cell. Telling you I'd rather be blind than to stay quiet on a day where my people are hunt down like prey. My ability to breathe is directly connected to my ability to see. It's not about me, never was, never will be. It's about we. It's time to move, y'all. It's movement time. What time is it? It's movement time. It's also Valentine's Day for all the people who are in love. Like a flower waiting to bloom, like a light bulb in a dark room, I'm here waiting for you.
uh, Nina Simone turned me on. And before that, we had Las Cafeteras. And the answer to the question, what time it is, what time is it, of course, is it's movement time. And before that, we had Beverly Crawford. And you got to serve somebody. She's talking about the devil and the Lord. We talk about labor or capital. Who will you serve? Who will your life help to push forward? Up to you. Huh? Okay, February 10th, 1964. This song was released. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing I'm writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin there's no telling who that it's naming Was the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing Come senators, congressmen, please heed the call don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside raging Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a-changing The curse it is cast The slow one now Will later be fast As the present now Will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now Will later be last For the times They are a-changing
Yet our best dream. Bob Dylan just wasn't so um, respectful of uh, musical uh, forms. His his work sounded fresh, like that one, putting together folk music and uh, a strident kind of call for justice. And then in Subterranean Homesick Blues, he kind of just took a lot of rhymes and threw them together. And it came out really well. This is Labor and Love. This is The Bee. And I'm coming at you from 2781 21st Street, where we are uh, here at uh, Mutiny Radio, getting ready for the big comedy festival in early March. The show is Labor and Love. And on Labor and Love, we tell you how it is. We tell you that if one person got a dollar they didn't work for, somebody else worked for a dollar they didn't get. And we tell you that if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. And last, never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Let's listen now to uh, This Week in Labor from the Win Labor Report, Workers Independent News. Workers Independent News, we can review. I'm Doug Cunningham. Workers need to write the economic rules in America, not the billionaires, not the corporations, not Wall Street. It's time that America is really going from a discussion about income inequality to a resolution to fix the problem. The AFL-CIO's Eric Hauser on the Labor Federation's Raise the Wage campaign. Hauser says workers everywhere in America are realizing that wages are too low and that action has to happen on a range of issues to support raising wages, a national raise the wage agenda, and not just for union workers. Every worker has a stake in this agenda. Every worker and his or her family and his or her community, which means virtually all of us. You don't have to be in a union to be a part of this agenda. You don't have to be a low-wage worker to be a part of this agenda. 
A broad coalition of labor, environmental, and human rights groups from both sides of the political aisle are standing up to oppose the Trans-Pacific Partnership here in the U.S. The agreement is also facing opposition around the Pacific. Coalition for Better Trade Communications Director Kristen Bremeyer. At the signing in New Zealand last week, there were massive protests against the TPP, and we've seen protests in countries like Brunei and Malaysia and Vietnam. With the groundswell of opposition here in the States, Bremeyer expects the TPP to be a major issue in the 2016 elections. Up and down the ballot and on both sides of the aisle, you've seen candidates, whether it's for president or Senate. Recently, Senator Portman in Ohio, who's running for re-election as a Republican, came out against the TPP because he was facing pressure from his constituents and opponent. United Auto Workers President Dennis Williams says he's strongly opposed to the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Agreement. Williams says the UAW regrets having supported the Korea free trade deal because it cost jobs. And I can tell you right now from what we've seen, if we had to do it all over again, we would not support the Korean agreement. We've lost 75,000 jobs in manufacturing today since we signed that agreement. And the deficit continues to rise. That's not a fair trade agreement. And this is one of the reasons and a good example to say enough. We need a real trade agreement that has real teeth and protects working men and women. International Association of Machinists, District 751's Connie Kelleher says that Boeing is extracting billions in tax incentives from Washington state with no requirement to keep jobs there, even as the company plays other states for even more tax breaks. They're double dipping by collecting our tax incentives and securing additional tax incentives from other states. At the same time, they're creating capability there that will be used to compete against our Washington state workforce in the future. Workers Independent News made possible in part by the IBEW. Workers Independent News provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham.
Margaret Walker. For my, For my people everywhere, singing their slave songs repeatedly, their dirges and their ditties and their blues and jubilees, praying their prayers nightly to an unknown God, bending their knees humbly to an unseen power. For my people, lending their strength to the years, to the gone years and the now years and the maybe years, washing, ironing, cooking, scrubbing, sewing, mending, hoeing, plowing, digging, planting, pruning, patching, dragging along, never gaining, never reaping, never knowing, and never understanding. For my playmates in the clay and dust and sand of Alabama backyards, playing, baptizing, and preaching, and doctor, and jail, and soldier, and school, and mama, and cooking, and playhouse, and concert, and store, and hair, and Miss Chumby and company. For the cramped, bewildered years we went to school to learn to know the reasons why, and the answers to, and the people who, and the places where, and the days when. In memory of the bitter hours when we discovered we were black and poor and small and different and nobody cared and nobody wondered and nobody understood. For the boys and girls who grew in spite of these things to be man and woman, to laugh and dance and sing and play and drink their wine and religion and success to marry their playmates and bear children and then die of consumption and anemia and lynching. For my people thronging 47th Street in Chicago and Lenox Avenue in New York and Rampart Street in New Orleans, lost, disenchanted, dispossessed and happy people filling the cabarets and taverns and other people's pockets needing bread and shoes and milk and land and money and something something all our own. For my people walking blindly, spreading joy, losing time, being lazy, sleeping when hungry, shouting when burdened, drinking when hopeless, tied and shackled and tangled among ourselves by the unseen creatures who tower over us omnisciently and laugh. For my people blundering and groping and floundering in the dark churches and schools and clubs and societies, associations and councils and committees and conventions, distressed and disturbed and deceived and devoured by money-hungry, glory-craving leeches, preyed on by facile force of state and fad and novelty, by false prophet and holy believer, for my people, standing, staring, trying to fashion a better way from confusion, from hypocrisy and misunderstanding, trying to fashion a world that will hold all the people, all the faces, all the Adams and Eves and their countless generations. Let a new earth rise. Let another world be born. Let a bloody peace be written in the sky. Let a second generation full of courage issue forth. Let a people loving freedom come to growth. Let a beauty full of healing and a strength of final clinching be the pulsating in our spirits and our blood. Let the martial songs be written. Let the dirges disappear. Let a race of men now rise and take control. Margaret Walker with uh, 
her classic poem, For My People, expressing that love that revolutionaries feel. Sometimes it drives them crazy. Yates said, uh, what if excess of love bewildered them till they died? And oftentimes it does. Excess of love. All right, let's listen now to Radio Labor. Radio Labor, World Labor Report. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, February 5th, 2016. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, governments from 12 countries agreed to increase corporate power as they signed the Trans-Pacific Partnership. The United Nations, led by the International Labor Organization, confronts the crisis of global youth unemployment. And our Labor Star correspondent reports on union events around the world. This is Radio Labor. While 15,000 people were protesting in the streets of Auckland, New Zealand on Wednesday, February 3rd, ministers from 12 countries bordering the Pacific Ocean signed what is probably the biggest trade deal in history. The Trans-Pacific Partnership, known as TPP, will cover 40% of the world's economy. The countries involved include the United States, Canada, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico. The labor movements in all those countries are opposing the deal, which was negotiated during five years of secret negotiations. The organization which represents those labor movements at the world level calls the deal a major setback for employment and workers' rights. It is calling on the governments of the 12 countries to not ratify the agreement. Sharon Burrell, the General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation, the ITUC, urged the countries to reject the agreement because, as she told the media, it threatens democracy, social and labor rights, access to public services, and affordable medicines. The TPP, said Ms. Burrell, promotes corporate greed and imposes unjustified and unacceptable costs for workers and communities. The largest national labor center opposing the Trans-Pacific Partnership is the AFL-CIO in the United States. Richard Trumka is the AFL-CIO's president. He compares the TPP to NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, which was signed between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico in 1994, a deal that was also opposed by labor organizations. This agreement is not worthy of the American people and the American worker. This will encourage and give opportunity to foreign investors to attack our laws in ways that no U.S. citizen has. It's specific to corporations in special secret tribunals that they get to access and no American does. That's just not right. It's not good for the country. It's one of the old, tired features of NAFTA, and it's something that should be changed to modernize it and bring it into today's economy. 
It's a bad trade agreement. It'll hurt everybody in the economy. It doesn't just hurt industrial workers. It hurts professional workers. It hurts teachers. It hurts public workers by doing away with the tax base. Look, since 2000, we've lost 60,000 factories. When a factory closes down in a community, the tax base goes away. The high-paying high jobs go away. They're replaced with either low-paying jobs or no jobs at all. That means there's less revenue for government to operate on, less services for the general public, and the entire community loses. That's why this is so important. This is going to cover 40% of the world's economy. And it has a docking provision where they're going to be able to add other countries to this, which means it may be the last trade agreement ever negotiated by the United States. For the first time, the United Nations is marshalling resources across all its various organizations to help create more decent work for young people. Radio Labor senior correspondent Seamary Ainsborough reports. 19 United Nations agencies are getting together to address the crisis of youth unemployment in the world. Almost 70 million people under the age of 25 are jobless. Meanwhile, 40 million enter the job market every year. The world economy will have to create 5 million new jobs every month if youth unemployment rates are to remain steady. The United Nations agencies are devising a strategy called the Global Initiative on Decent Jobs for Youth. It's designed to meet the youth employment targets defined in the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, adopted by the UN as a strategy for the next 15 years. The Youth Employment Initiative was introduced February 1st at a conference at the UN headquarters in New York. One of the main UN agencies which will be addressing the question of youth employment is the International Labour Organization. The ILO is the organization which represents national labour centres at the world level. It's strongly supported by labour unions. The director general of the ILO is Guy Ryder, the first unionist to head the organization in its 97-year history. Mr. Ryder was interviewed by Daniel Dickinson of UN Radio. So what I think we have the opportunity to do is to lever the entirety of the UN system around this effort. And then, of course, we have to get member states to take ownership and we have to reach out beyond uh, the organisations of the multilateral system. All of that's new and I think it gives us enormous opportunity. And the second element, which I think gives us a tremendous following wind, are the SDGs, uh, the 2030 Agenda, which establishes very clear goals for youth employment and which I think already constitutes a global political commitment to get this job done. Do you think it's going to work? I have to believe it's going to work, but you know, nothing is given in this world. To really advance on something as important as this and of the magnitude that this challenge is, uh, we have to harness political will, we have to mobilise resources, and we have to bring everybody's hands to the job. What difference is this initiative going to make to a young person who's on the job market now and is looking for a job? What can you tell him or her? Yeah, well, I think the, the, the point there, and it's absolutely the right question to ask, this is not something that's going to be sort of hammered out in, in meeting rooms in New York or Geneva or anywhere else. This has got to make a difference on the ground. But we will be engaging very, very concretely at the national and at the local level. This is the important point. So we'll be looking at ways to reach young people, for example, in the rural economy. We'll be looking at ways to help youth entrepreneurship. We'll be looking about creating tech hubs to see how young people's sort of inherent capacities with new technologies can be brought to bring them into the labour market. So drilling down to where the young people are, and by the way, involving those young people, is fundamentally important. 
It costs money to create jobs. Where's the funding going to come from? It costs money to create jobs. By the way, it costs a lot more to do nothing. <laughs> All of the evidence shows that if you leave young people out of the uh, global economy, if you leave them out of labour markets, the cost is much greater than actually investing to bring them in. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the more than 2,000 stories our volunteers collected in the last week. Our top stories section included links to news about anti-Trans-Pacific partnership events around the world, a general strike against pension cuts in Greece, and a one-day solidarity strike by French public transport workers after some Air France workers were sent to prison for protesting job cuts. We had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Slovakian teachers started an indefinite strike over wages and education funding. Indian municipal workers were off the job in a wage dispute. In Gabon, healthcare workers walked to protest their unpaid salaries. Unions across Colombia held a one-day protest against a long list of government policies affecting workers. Pakistan International Airlines workers walked to protest the planned privatization of the airline. In Zimbabwe, sugar workers struck for back pay owed to them and won. Brazilian airport workers walked for a day during the carnival season to press their wage demands. And in China, nurses stopped work in a wage dispute. Our top working women's stories included coverage of the strike by Canadian journalists, which has exposed the link between gender and precarious employment in the new media, the ongoing push to organize players in the Australian Women's Soccer League, and the gendered nature of safety hazards in Bangladeshi garment factories. Our health and safety newswire carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the violence faced by Australian paramedics, the deaths of two airline workers in Pakistan, and the torture of kidnapped journalists in Yemen. Currently, Labour Start is running six online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labour Start, reporting for Radio Labour. And that's it. International labor news you can use. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. Yes, it is. It's all about global solidarity. Just imagine if uh, on one day all over the world, workers in a coordinated action went out on strike, sort of a demonstration general strike all over the world. How many people would that be? 20 million? 30 million? Amazing. We have all the power in our hands. All they want from us is our labor and our debt. Okay, what do we do about it? We fight the power. Best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight.
your mind now that you realize the prize arrives. We, we got, got the bump the stuff to make it tough. From the heart, it's a start, a work of art to revolutionize. Make a change, nothing strange. People, people, we are the same. No, we're not the same, cause we don't know the game. What we need is awareness. We can't get careless. You say, what is this? Have a love it. Let's get down to business. Mental self-defense of fitness. The rest is show. You got to go the power from public enemy uh, group that certainly gives the lie as we say like that people assume well, there's no political rap no political hip hop out there well it's all very political at least in one sense as a reflection of the point of view of the artist and if you saw the movie straight out of Compton, <clears throat> you'll understand that as long as these guys are just singing this, uh, it's in a way acceptable to the powers that be. This persona of uh, an arrogant, 
street guy, you know, who's got a lot of money and got a nice car and he's got women falling all over him and he'll kill you if you get in his way. This is the kind of image that uh, white Americans have of African Americans because it's hard to get music published that's socially significant. And you saw how in the movie the the guys from Compton actually came out and sang Fuck the Police uh, when they were warned not to and how they actually did it and how they got real and uh, what it cost them. Okay, so here's an interesting article because... Um, People make a lot of uh, presumptions about the new gig economy, where it's every worker for himself. You are, in effect, a contractor, private contractor, in, in the case of Uber, for example, giving rides with your car on your schedule, working when you want, how you want. These days we hear a lot, this is from uh, Labor Notes. These days we hear a lot about how Uber and other apps are driving a gig economy where it's every worker for themselves. But Uber drivers in Seattle are banding together to pursue an old fashioned goal, collective bargaining. In December, the city council backed them up with an unconventional law that asserts the driver's bargaining rights and lays out a city-backed process for exercising them. Daniel Nagash Ajima started Uber, started driving for Uber as a law student drawn by the flexibility and easy entry, unlike a cab company he didn't have to lease a car and could use his own vehicle. But right, right away he started noticing issues. He saw other drivers being let go, or as the company calls it, deactivated. Usually because of a low rating from customers. So what the company wants is all the positives of hiring uh, independent contractors. But they do want to be able to fire them. Uber emails drivers their average ratings every week. Low ratings could be for unfair reasons. A customer might not like the way you look or think you took a wrong turn or be drunk. Nonetheless, he said, drivers with an average of 4.5 out of 5 are at risk. If your numbers don't improve, improve, the app will deactivate you. I ran into an older Somali guy, Ajima says, at a gas station, and he told me he was just notified that he wouldn't be working for the company starting tomorrow, Ajima said. He was really de devastated because he'd used up all his savings to buy a car. Another issue was the 20% the company skims off of driver's fares. After factoring gas and vehicle expenses, some 
Drivers estimate they're only making $3 an hour. So, the drivers in Seattle now have the right to organize and they've amalgamated with Local 117. Ajima said he reached out to local unions to see if any would be interested in supporting the drivers. On December 14th, the Seattle City Council approved a resolution giving taxi drivers and app-based drivers the right to bargain. Okay, in October, Uber drivers held a number of cities held a weekend work stoppage demanding better rates. So again, I say I'm not worried about labor movements disappearing because the conditions, people don't get together by and large because of a theory or an idea or how nice it is to get together in a union. They get together because they have to, because it's one way they can react to a situation that's gradually, gradually squeezing them. Okay, here's a couple of uh, love songs. Say three of them. This one is uh, Otis Spahn. You know these people walking around here talking about the woman on the left of them, all that kind of carrying on. I don't see why that woman has to leave them. Mine's ain't left me yet. But I don't know how soon. I keep that woman on my mind, just as fat and healthy as she can be. She will do. You know, because I raise hogs, chickens, and cows, and everything. And she better not act like she's hungry. Not as a cow did. And if she want a choke, I go out there and catch one of them chokes. And she have pork chops all the week. She will. And every time she get hungry, she get evil. You can't blame the girl, cause she's a country girl. Now my baby's a country girl, and she just can't help herself. I said, 
his hand is as light as milkweed down when the meads are golden brown and the autumn Eras niña de largos silencios y ya me querías bien Tu mirada buscaba la mía, jugabas a ser mujer Pocos años ganados al tiempo, vestidos con otra piel y mi vida que nada esperaba, también te quería vivir. Te extrañaba ya tanto que al no verte a mi lado ya soñaba con volverte a ver. Y entre tanto te estaba inventando de niña mujer. Y esa niña de largos silencios volaba tan alto que mi mirada quería alcanzarla y no la podía ver. La paraba en el tiempo pensando que no debería crecer. Pero el tiempo me estaba engañando, mi niña se hacía mujer. La quería ya tanto que al partir de mi lado ya sabía que la iba a perder. Y es que el alma le estaba cambiando de niña a mujer. 
La quería ya tanto que al partir de mi lado ya sabía que la iba a perder. Y es que el alma le estaba cambiando de niña a mujer. That last one was for um, people who have daughters. De Niña Mujer by Julio Iglesias, who has absolutely nothing to do with uh, the labor movement. This was a personal shout out to my daughter, Vita De Niña Mujer, from girl to woman. Before that was my shout out to my soulmate Sylvia Ramirez, sung by the great Paul Robeson, Sylvia. And the first song in that set was the great Otis Spahn, uh, her many years the main pianist with the Muddy Waters Orchestra band, with a classic uh, love song, Hungry Country Girl. This is Labor and Love, and you're listening to Mutiny Radio. I want to make sure and invite everybody to the comedy festival that's taking place here at... Remember at Mutiny, you're going to see and hear things that you won't ever see or hear anywhere else. This is not commercial radio. We are independent programmers. We are proud of and exercise our freedom of speech and freedom of opinion. But there's so much more going on here at Mutiny. I spoke about the installations we have. The present installation is called Labor History is Your History. It's got portraits of 13 labor people and short bios by yours truly. So come on down for that. Coming down for the comedy. Every week we have uh, comedy, and it's all in the tradition of uh, people, jazz people, just getting up and doing a solo. People just getting up and trying out material. People just getting up and trying out what it feels like to be in front of an audience and have to make them laugh. We've got video from time to time. We have video presentations. We've got programs with the Boys Club, where classes of kids come in and make radio, help out here at Mutiny. Uh, so many other things. 40 different 
radio programs every week. And uh, what we are really is a community arts center. So come on down, 2781 21st This is Labor and Love, and like I said, today we're talking about love. And uh, I have a couple of poems by E.E. E. Cummings, who in his younger days anyway, was uh, a militant. Uh, went and served in World War I, but was very critical of its aims, uh, staged protest against the military life. Eventually, uh, Cummings became a uh, taxi driver, uh, an ambulance driver in World War One. Let's play this one. This is called I Sing of Olaf, Glad and Big, about a conscientious objector. Here we go. I Sing of Olaf, Triple X. Big. I sing of Olaf glad and big, whose warmest heart recoiled at war, a conscientious object or his well bellop and ekid, D. Colonel, Trig, West Pointer most succinctly bred, took airing Olaf soon. Are you gonna let breakouts ruin your Valentine's Day? Isn't it time you tried proactive? Get proactive now and be clear and confident for your Valentine in hand but though an host of overjoyed non-coms first knocking on the head him do through icy waters roll that helplessness which others stroke with brushes recently employed anent this muddy toilet bowl while kindred intellects evoke allegiance per blunt instruments Olaf being to all intents a corpse and wanting any rag Upon what God unto him gave, responds, without getting annoyed, and quote, I will not kiss your fucking flag, and quote. Straightway the silver bird looked grave, departing hurriedly to shave. But though all kinds of officers, a yearning nation's blue-eyed pride, their passive prey did kick and curse, until for where their clarion, voices and boots were much the worse, and egged the first-class privates on his rectum wickedly to tease by means of skillfully applied bayonets roasted hot with heat Olaf, upon what were once knees does almost ceaselessly repeat and quote, there is some shit I will not eat and quote our president, being of which assertions duly notified through the yellow snofabitch into a dungeon where he died. Christ, of his mercy infinite. I pray to see, and Olaf, too. Preponderatingly because. Unless statistics lie he was. More brave than me, more blonde than you. Okay, that was one of those, um, techno. The main point is, I will not kiss your fucking flag, no matter how he was tortured and waterboarded. There is some shit I will not eat. Christ of his infinite mercy, I pray to see, and Olaf too. 
preponderatingly because, unless st statistics lie, he was more brave than me, more blonde than you. Here's a love poem, classic love poem by E.E. E. Cummings, sung by none other than Joan Baez. All in green went my went my love riding 
by E.E. E. Cummings, sung there by Joan Baez with its uh, hunting imagery. Her love went riding and hunted her heart and, should we say, killed her heart? No, captured her heart. want to celebrate also today February 10th, Roberta Flack. Roberta Flack, um, born February 10th, 1939, singer of such classic songs as The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face, Killing Me Softly with His Song. Feel like making love. Where is the love? The closer I get to you. Um, born in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Um, the way many artists started out singing in church. She was inspired when she heard uh, Mahalia Jackson. And Sam Cooke sang in a predominantly African-American Baptist church. Began playing the piano at uh, nine years old. And uh, ended up at a club in Washington, D.C. called Mr. Henry's. Her voice mesmerized locals and word spread. A-list entertainers who were appearing in town would come in late at night to hear her sing. This is from our Wikipedia. Frequent visitors included Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Ramsey Lewis, and others. She was teaching at the time. She was coming down there to sing. She told me that if I could give her work there three nights a week, the manager said, she would quit teaching. She did, and he did. <clears throat> she was a perfectionist, he said. She tr he transformed the apartment above the bar into the Roberta Flack room. She was a perfectionist. Les McCann discovered Flack and got her a contract... And therein lies a tale. The only artist besides you two to ever win two Grammys in a row for the best recording of the year. And I want to play something here where she sings with the equally famous and influential Donny Hathaway. Here we go, Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway, The Closer I Get to You. Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway coming right up with The Closer I Get to You.
That was uh, Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack. They're recording in 1976 of The Closer I Get to You. Beautiful love song. 
Uh, Hathaway, not long after that, three years later, uh, suffered delusions and uh, was convinced that white people are, were out to kill him. Now, how could a black person in the United States get that idea? Where would that ever come from? Um, let's listen now to Mr. Block. Mr. Block is the subject of a labor cartoon drawn by IWW artist. And Mr. Block is your true believer. Mr. Block wants to make good and he's willing to work hard to do it. He's willing to cross picket lines. He's willing to be used and tooled by the bosses. Here's Mr. Block. Matt Paulson. Please give me your attention. I'll introduce to you a man that is a credit to our red, white, and blue. His head is made of lumber and solid as a rock. He is a common worker and his name is Mr. Block. And Block, he thinks he may be president someday. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Tie your rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Yes, Mr. Block is lucky. He found a job by G. The shark got seven dollars for job and fare and fee. They shipped him to a desert and dumped him with his truck. But when he tried to find his job, he sure was out of luck. He shouted, that's to roll. I'll fix them with the law. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Tie a rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. The money kings in Cuba blow up the gunboat main, but block it off all angry and blamed it all on Spain. He went right in a battle and there he lost his leg, and now he's pelling showstrings and he's walking on a pen. He shouts, remember Maine, hooray to hell with Spain. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache, tie your rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Poor Block, he died one evening, I'm very glad to state. He climbed the golden leather up to the pearly gate. He said, oh Mr. Peter, one word I'd like to tell. I'd like to meet the Astorbilts and John D. Rockefeller. Oh, pizza, is that so? You'll meet them down below. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Tie a rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake.
Mr. Block. So, and here's one of the Block comics. Mr. Block becomes a victim of charity. So Block starts out the, the sequence in jail. Just for talking radical about them swindle advertisements, they took me for an IWW, and now I may be connected with some dynamite plot, and then I have to hang. I have to do something desperate to get out of here. So he wrote a letter to a captain of the Salvation Army. I accept your offer and will join at once. I am not an IWW artist. Investigate my record in the industrial worker. For the love of the Lord, let me join at once yours truly. So the guard says, I investigated your record and found it most excellent. Glory, glory, you are just the man we want for making confessions on the street. We will learn you how to do it. So Block now is going to work for the Salvation Army. And the guard in the prison was standing there and he said, I knew it all the time. He wasn't an IW. Them act different altogether. So there's Block marching along in the Salvation Army band. And one of his... Uh, workers there says there's an IWW meeting on the corner and we are going to break it up by starting a meeting next to theirs if we don't fight the IWW we lose the support of the rich now remember your confession do your best so there are the uh, IWW guys on the corner passing out the industrial worker and Block puts his hand up to the sky and says, I am glad I am saved. I used to get drunk three times a day and drank the whiskey by the pint. And the Salvation Army guy is standing there next to him. He says, why didn't you say by the gallon? For God's sake, make it interesting and put it on thick. The IWW is taking the whole crowd. There are a few people in there saying, amen, amen. Ditto, and the wobbly is saying, the reason you are poor is not that you are without religion, it is because you are robbed by the exploiters. The exploiters have no religion. They're killing men, women, and children for the sake of profit, but in spite of their crimes, they enjoy prosperity. Working men, study our literature and learn how to do away with poverty. And so the Salvation Army guy says to Block, Brother Block, the IWW is putting us on the bum. The collection amounted to nothing. If you don't want coffee and if you want coffee and rolls in the morning, you'll have to saw wood. As for ourselves, we'll try to collect something from the rich. And there's Block in the last frame, sawing wood, and he's saying, Sweet charity, rats. And Ernst Riebe, the, the guy who uh, draws the, the block comic, says, 
We want you to shed a few tears of sympathy for the victim of charity. Please take notice of that knot and then kindly remember coffee and rolls in the morning. That's all. So he's telling Block when you're cutting, be careful, there's a knot there. But that's all you're ever going to get. Okay, staying, staying with our theme of the love side of our labor and love equation today. Uh, I want to play a couple of songs from a show called Pins and Needles, which was a musical that was created and produced by the uh, International Lady Garment Workers Union in 1937, a musical I went on Broadway for three years, from 1937 till 1940. It was revived in 1978, produced again in London in 2010 to positive reviews. It was also performed in 1938 in the White House for Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt. Pins and Needles looked at current events from a pro-union standpoint. It was a light-hearted look at young workers and a changing society in the middle of America's most politically engaged city. Skit, skit spoofed everything from fascist European dictators to bigots to the daughters of the American Revolution. Word of mouth was so enthusiastically positive that the cast abandoned their jobs and stayed working, stayed uh, concentrated on doing the musical. So here's a couple songs from Pins and Needles followed by Pete Seeger asking the eternal question. I've decided the only way I can woo you Is to take a hint from the AFL and the CIO Now you're talking, perhaps I might listen to you I don't say that I'll say yes But I don't say I'll say no Then it's not too late to negotiate Oh On a campaign to make you mine I'll picket you Until you sign in one big union for two No court's injunction can make me stop Until your love is all closed shop In one big union for two Seven days a week I want the right to call you mine both day and night The hours may be long But 50 million union members can't be wrong When we have joined up Perhaps there'll be a new recruit Or two or three For, For that's what teamwork can do In one big union For 
never need to arbitrate in one big union for two. We'll have no lockouts to make us frown, no scabbing when I'm out of town in one big union for two. Union members can't be wrong When we have signed up and made the grade We'll add a member Union made who looks like me and like you story we sing you of everything that came to pass to Bertha the sewing machine girl a winsome and class conscious lass as sweet as the flowers in springtime she worked at the men's pants machine her sweetheart close by at another while union love blossomed serene one day little Bertha was sewing Not knowing that danger was near Our villain espied her and paused there beside her A non-union man with a leer Oh, it's better with the union man It's better with the union man You'll live to regret if you ever forget this motto proletarian. So always be upon your guard. Be a man to see a union card. You'll never go wrong if you follow this plan. It's better with the union man. Poor, sweet, innocent little Bertha. She did not suspect that this guy, contrary to all union bylaws, had six other wives on the sly. While Bertha was sowing her wild oats, midst black caviar and champagne, her true union lover was waiting at local 16 all in vain. Alas, she forgot all the precepts Which for working girls are correct That non-union cab, he was thoroughly bad He did just what you all would expect Oh, it's better with the union man It's better with the union man You'll live to regret if you ever forget this motto proletarian. So always be upon your guard. Demand to see a union card. You'll never go wrong if you follow this plan. It's
Prince Marshall, tell me of mills and mines. Sing me of courts that aren't impartial, aren't impartial. What's to be done with them? Tell me in rhythm. Sing me a song with social significance. There's nothing else that will do. It must be tense with common sense or One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fires were burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. He said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm heading for a land that's far away beside that crystal fountain. I'll see you all this coming fall in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, it's a land that's fair and bright. The handouts grow on bushes and you sleep out every night. The boxcars all are empty, the sun shines every day. I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the sleet don't fall and the wind don't blow. In the big rock candy mountains, oh, the buzzing of the bees in the cigarette trees by the soda water fountain. By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the big rock candy mountain In the big rock candy mountains You never change your socks Little streams alcohol come trickling down the rocks Oh, the shacks all have to tip their hats The railroad bulls are blind there's a lake of stew and ginger ale too You can paddle all around it in a big canoe In the big rock candy mountains Oh, the buzzing of the bees in the cigarette trees By the soda water fountain By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the big rock candy mountains In the big rock candy mountains The cops have wooden legs the bulldogs all have rubber teeth and the hens lay soft-boiled eggs. The boxcars all are empty and the sun shines every day. I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the sleet don't fall and the wind don't blow. In the big rock candy mountains, oh, the buzzing of the bees in the cigarette trees by the soda water fountain. By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock candy mountain. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin. You can slip right out again as soon as they put you in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, nor picks. I'm bound to stay where you sleep all day Where they hung the jerk that invented work In the big rock candy mountain Oh, the buzzing of the bees in the cigarette trees By the soda water fountain By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the big rock candy mountain Pete Seeger there, and then before that we had a couple of songs and a piece of a song from the uh, musical comedy 
pins and needles produced by the International Lady Workers Garment Union, by the International Ladies Workers Garment Union, ILGWU, you get the idea. In 1937, uh, during the 50s, there was a revival and uh, young Barbara Streisand sang in it. Okay, this day in labor history. Let's look at our labor history calendar. Remember, you're never alone unless you don't stand up. And if you don't stand up, you'll be counted as standing up for sitting down. February 5th. The Barcelona general strike begins in 1919 when 140 factory workers walk out in support of eight sacked colleagues. Look it up. Check it out. The Workers in Spain form political parties and uh, anarchist groups and pioneered new ways of uh, associating and, and working together. In 1869, the United States of America, in the United States of America, Big Bill Haywood was born leader of the, one of the leaders of the IWW and the Western Miners Federation, which we're going to get to in a minute. Haywood, one of the most influential labor leaders of, of his or any time, and he is included in our set of labor cards. In 1919, a total of 60,000 of Seattle's population of 315,000 joined the general strike on the first day. 60,000 out of 315,000. February 9, 2011, strikes begin to spread across Egypt as new independent unions emerge during the anti-Mubarak movement. Mubarak was forced to resign three days later 1959, the Irish Congress of Trade Unions is founded as two rival union centers dissolve themselves. This day, uh, yesterday, February 12th, in 1968, sanitation workers in Memphis begin a strike for recognition, and it was this strike, Martin Luther King came to work on when he was uh, murdered. I want to talk about a big strike now. This is the Cripple Creek strike. February 7th, 1894. Gold miners near Cripple Creek, Colorado walked off the job leading to one of the big vic- biggest victories for organized labor in the Gilded Age after the state of Colorado intervened on the side of workers. The area around Cripple Creek was uh, gold and silver mining, and as a result of the 
Panic of 1893, another bank failure in our history of bank failures. Uh, the government needed all the silver and gold it could get. This led silver miners to flood to the mines and convince the mine owners to lower wages, announcing a 10-hour day with no pay raise. The miners walked out. County Sheriff M.F. Bowers requested the state militia buy and exaggerated greatly the amount of violence that was going on on the picket line. He really wanted a state strike-breaking force. Bowers arrested the strike leaders, but a jury found them not guilty of trumped-up charges. Meanwhile, the strikers began to attack the scabs, throwing bricks and getting into fistfights with them. The mine owners then attempted to negotiate with the miners, offering a return to the eight-hour day, but it reduced pay. When the miners rejected this offer out of hand, Governor Waite refused to use the militia as the personal army of the mine owners. The owners raised a private army of their own. They paid for an army of 100 men, mostly ex-policemen, to become sheriff's deputies and protect the hundreds of scabs they intended to bring into the mines. When the miners heard about this, they organized to defend themselves. On May 24th, they took over the strong mine near Victor. When 125 deputies marched to take it, the miners blew it up. The deputies fled and the miners wanted blood. They tried to blow up a car that rolled into the deputies' camp. Some wanted to systematically blow up the lines. Mine owners increased their army from 100 to 1,200. During a complete massacre, Governor Waite stepped in. In an extremely rare move for the Gilded Age, Waite issued an order declaring the owner's private army illegal and ordered the capitalists to disband it sending in the state militia as a peacekeeping force. He then went to the miners and got their approval to be the bargaining agent with the mine owners. The mine owners were apoplectic. This was where capitalists expected the state to do their bidding. When Wake called a meeting of the union and owners in Colorado Springs, the companies whipped up a mob outside and threatened to lynch Waite and the Unionists. They snuck out the back door and escaped. Despite this, Waite forced the mine owners to agree to restore the eight-hour day at the previous wages of $3 a day, about $73 today, around $9 an hour for extremely dangerous work. Even though they had reached an agreement, the mine owners wanted revenge. Bowers could not control the 1,200 deputies. After a confrontation with the state militia at Victor, the deputies went to Cripple Creek, 
where they arrested hundreds of miners on trumped-up charges. They even formed a gauntlet and forced townspeople to run through it while being beaten. The state militia then rounded up the deputies, essentially arresting the police. The mine owners refused to disband the private army, but the governor said he'd keep the militia in town for another month, which meant the owners would have to pay the private army to do nothing. Finally, they gave it up. Arguably, organized labor's biggest win in the entire Gilded Age. This was one of the strikes that really established the Western Federation of Miners, uh, which was part of the IWW. This is the union that produced the great film Salt of the Earth detailing a mining strike in southern New Mexico in the early 1950s. Finally merged with the United Steelworkers of America in 1967, and that's what happened during this week in labor history. This is the B. Hoping you had a good week and you had good work. This is Kerry Mirage. signing off. Remember, never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you.
and you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion. 
at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. 